This is The Hindu on Books, a weekly podcast from India's national newspaper on the latest and the best from the world of literature. Hello and welcome to The Hindu Books podcast. I'm Nistula Hebbar, and I will be speaking to journalist Rashid Kidwai on his latest book, The House of Sindhya's A Saga of Power, Politics and Intrigue. I reviewed this book for the Hindu and as a political journalist, it is a fascinating read on a dynasty that has survived the Mughals, the British and now the Gandhis. Welcome, Rashid, to this podcast. It was a lovely book. I had a great time reading it. I hope to have a good conversation with you this evening. Thank you, Nistala. Thank you for your kind words. And I think more and more readers would perhaps read this book and decide whether your assessment is right or uh, it's rather lavish. Let's get to the questions right away because there's one question that I want to ask you which pertains to uh, your uh, uh, journey in writing this book as a writer rather than about the subject on which you've written and you know this comes from the introduction that you wrote to the book where you uh, you know kind of described the um, the fact that you find it difficult and it is a difficult job in fact to write on people who are still currently engaged in public life who are yet, uh, who are uh, engaged in fighting elections etc cetera, etc cetera. um and how to negotiate a very delicate balancing act of uh, you know uh, not attracting of course court cases etc and also to be true to uh, what you are writing could you kind of go into a little bit of that dilemma yes i think uh, writing about living politician is a risky business because uh, our politicians are very thin thin skin when it comes to criticism you you praise them they will be happy and as a political reporter political editor of the hindu i mean you are aware of this perhaps every day you kind of face this challenge where uh, any kind of criticism of a personality or his policies you know is not taken well but that's a professional uh, challenge that we political journalists face and uh, the point is the key point here is that we tend to write about uh, living uh, politicians uh, with a, a kind of uh, uh, with accountability and a, a commitment towards uh, our readers we it a book reader or newspaper readers that uh, things are not sensationalized things are substantiated and there is no personal swipe so what they say it in hindi it's written from a sakshi bhav in the sense that you know you uh, you look at the developments as someone who's uh, who's likely away but witnessing everything unfolding so you don't take uh, sides in the process there is no there nothing comes across as black and white but a lot of shade of gray and that is something uh, i actually quite uh, enjoy doing that in astola okay did you get any kind of blow back from uh, uh, the people that you've uh, so far written about uh, i know you are a well known i mean uh, biographer of uh, congress president sonia gandhi and uh, and of course now the sindhias whom you've written about have you ever kind of got any reactions from them after the books have come out yeah i think i have got uh, i'm blessed with uh, you know lot of uh, this thing that uh, many people uh, gave very positive feedback some of course didn't like and there is no point you know coming into a uh, lot of the detail i think books actually give you a chance to 
make assessment or kind of dispassionate assessment. Even if politicians or concerned subject that you have written about, they may not like it, but they they look at you know the holistic picture. So thankfully, I am quite grateful to all those people that I have written about. And mind you, there is no dearth of them. Uh, if I talk about Congress Party, I think there is not a politician that I have not uh, committed upon. But there is a lot of you know grace and uh, tolerance towards our uh, uh, criticism uh, on that count. It was just that when I wrote about Sonia Gandhi, I wrote an uh, independent uh, biography of hers. When it was becoming, uh, it was converting being converted into a film that uh, there was some kind of uh, you know legal notice etc. But so far as a journalist, as a writer, as an author, I am safe from any. Uh, defamation so far in my five books that I've written. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Uh, well, uh, this book, now let's come to the subject of the book. You know, this book is you start from the founder of the Sindhya dynasty and you give a short kind of potted history, so to speak, of the dynasty and how it negotiated uh, their relationships with the Mughals within the Maratha Confederacy and the war of the first uh, war of independence, 1837 and through uh, the freedom movement and post-independence. Uh, what are the ideological battles, do you think, um, uh, that presented themselves to the Sindhyas, which they've successfully negotiated, uh, looking at their success in uh, democratic politics? I think it's a fascinating story. Their kind of ideological uh, uh, ground things, uh, that shift, uh, course correction, regrouping. It's quite, and it's a story of, of life. You know, there are many highs and there are many lows. It depends, of course, uh, where do you see it. So when Sindhyas started off, Sindhyas were very kind of, you know, uh, uh, son of the soil kind of story. They didn't fancy themselves as Chandramukhi or Surya Mukhi, uh, you know, rulers or the uh, representative of God on earth. Rather, they uh, thought themselves to be very modest. And uh, in the book, I've written several anecdotes also to substantiate uh, uh, what they felt. I think uh, they, by and large, they remain as rulers, they remain very uh, secular. For instance, when Madhavrao uh, Maharaj. Uh, uh, the uh, great-grandson of that uh, present Jyotiraditya Sindhya, when he was getting married uh, for the second time, uh, he realized that that marriage was taking place in month of Muharram, which for a section of Muslims, it's a month of mourning. In Gwalior, there was less than 6% Muslims, uh, but uh, as a ruler, uh, he thought that this would not be proper. So he moves away and goes to, you know, 100, 100 kilometers away in a village and where the marriage is formalized. Remember, at that time, a king's marriage was to be a grand affair. So every person had to be, you know, party to that feast and festivities and celebrations. So this is a kind of... Uh, uh, you know, sensitivity they had. The Sindhyas are a great believer in uh, in a Mansur Shah, a Sufi saint. They think that because of his blessings that they have uh, achieved so much, uh, not only the past, but present and maybe in future. So every time there is a Urs, uh, that uh, celebrations of that Mansur Shah in Gwalior, uh, whether it was late mother of Sindhya or at present Jyotiritya Sindhya, they make it a point to attend it. So there a lot of uh, traditions are there. When Rajmata enters, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sindhya family. She was one person who had, a, I would say, the kind of right-wing leaning. She didn't think much of uh, Mahatma Gandhi and Congress Party and that whole thing about non-violence. And she thought that what uh, uh, Subhash Chandra Bose wanted to do uh, to 
gain freedom from the British. That was a correct course, what uh, Chanshekar Razad or uh, Bhagat Singh wanted. So she was a bit of a rebel and I think she fashioned her politics, uh, post-independent India uh, politics in that manner. So the Siddhya's uh, ideological, this thing is not being, it's a, uh, you know, uh, I mean, continuity with change. So wherever kind of situation demanded, they have adopted. And I think uh, instead of making a value judgment of that, uh, you know, a reading tells you how uh, why, how and why they've been so successful. Mm, and politicians need to be sensitive to the voices on the ground, I suppose. And they have to respond to how people also uh, change over time. Well, uh, as someone who is uh, also reported extensively on Madhya Pradesh, you in fact live in Bhopal, uh, how do you view this ideological negotiation versus family ties in this family? I think this has been a little uh, difficult uh, terrain, but they have uh, negotiated uh, electorally in very successful terms because uh, this is here is a family who's who's been which has been in power since 1731. I don't think Nistula, if you look at uh, you know. Uh, all over, but it's uh, the entire world. You will have a family which has been so successful in monarchy. Of course, there have been many people who are, you know, whose kind of uh, the rule has uh, gone beyond, you know, centuries and all more than three centuries. Mm. But the, those they did succeed in converting themselves as you know democratically elected representatives. So the post-independent at the time of independence. The uh, Sindhya ruler Jivaji Rao Sindhya, he becomes uh, Rajya Pramukh, which was equivalent to at present day governor. First, and after uh, that, first Indian ruler, big ruler, in fact, to sign the instrument to that session. Precisely. Yeah. So they negotiated. You see, most of this uh, Rajwadas or princely states, they fell on the base, uh, wayside uh, in negotiating that or integration or, uh, in the Indian Possibly Union. Possibly they didn't recognize how the ground had shifted from under them. Precisely. The Sindhyas were very deft. They donated a lot of money. They gave it from their personal thing, over 17 crores or so from official, uh, I mean, uh, that state coffers. They gave over 5 crores to, mind you, these are the big figures in the post-independent India when Jawaharlal government headed by Jawaharlal Nehru was desperately looking for uh, resources and money. And then Jawaharlal Nehru summons uh, 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 Rajmata Sindhya. Actually, he had summoned uh, 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 Jivaji Rao Sindhya, but uh, Rajmata goes and then he says that why don't you contest from uh, on the Congress ticket? So, 57 and 62, two looks of elections, uh, Rajmata contests as a Congress nominee and wins. And then she becomes part of that Susantra party, which was uh, Rajaji's party. Yeah, Rajaji's party as an anti Nehruvian, uh, you know, uh, focus on socialism, etc. And then she joins Bharti Jansang. And Bharti uh, Jansang, and then she becomes a founder of BJP, present day uh, BJP, which was formed in 1980. And her son, uh, uh, mother of Sindhya, who, was, who had studied in Oxford and was very liberal in his outlook, he, you know, even he won because when in 1971, when elections took place, uh, young mother of Sindhya was quite unhappy with Indira Gandhi because of abolition of private persons, etc. So he contested as a Jansang supported uh, uh, MLA MP. And he wins that election. But when uh, by 1977, Sindhya joins that Congress and he becomes a supporter. And he never, he used to, he used to tell me also, I had a uh, uh, honor of, you know, interacting with him as a reporter many on many occasions. And he said, yeah, that kind of, you know, the BJP sort of, uh, or Jansang's that narrow outlook, 
according to him the narrow outlook uh, you know doesn't suit his temperament he thought that he is a is a, a liberal person and he is to relish that so this kind of flexibility and yet they remain quite uh, relevant mind you sindhya was a mother of sindhya was a very important man he was a, 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 i mean lot of reforms we have seen in indian railways or in civil aviation that open skies policies this shatabdis and electronic uh, this kind of uh, passenger list etc it's all been his uh, uh, ideas the old time the reservation chart in trains used to be in many time it was in hindi and many people who were not very well versed with hindi uh, you know it was very difficult for them so he got a lot of uh, reforms uh, in place hmm. and uh, what about family ties you know the, this negotiation i mean the changes in ideology moving from one party to the other mother and son on opposite sides uh, you have written uh, quite a bit on uh, the, what happened to their relationship and you know um, the aides and uh, uh, associates uh, who came in the middle etc etc uh do you think that the uh, uh, rajmata vijayaraje and uh, uh, late madhura sindhya were reconciled do you think towards the end yes i think i'll answer to the or the beginning of the question i think politics took you know very heavy toll on uh, sindhya's personal ties and this is a very i would say uh, a bit of a tragedy for them as they say that you know uh, uh, kingship knows no kinship and there was a lot of you know bad blood they were not in talking terms uh, rajmata sindhya wrote a will that uh, which was uh, fortunately which was uh, revealed after 13 days that jo mother of sindhya should not be allowed to let her funeral pyre and all a lot of things were there uh, and they used to openly uh, attack each other and that was a very unfortunate part uh, of uh, that uh, mother and son relations but i think towards the end when uh, remember uh, rajmata sindhya died in uh, january 2001 and i think few months before when she was uh, not well she was ailing she was uh, hospitalized in delhi's apollo hospital mother sindhya would go sit by her side hold her hand and you know recite hanuman chalisa and according to vasundhara raje and ashodhara raje who were present there it was very comforting for rajmata rajmata's eyes would lit up you know show signs of life every time mother raw walked in and they used to tease her that you know when like the daughters were always around but it didn't bring that degree of happiness so i think towards the end uh, uh, mother raw and rajmata they had become very thick and uh, after um, uh, rajmata's death mother raw became very close to his two sisters who were the politically on the other side of the fence mother raw was in congress and they were in the bjp but they used to be a lot of family dinners and get togethers unfortunately again list of destiny that uh, you know on september 30th uh, 2000 uh, 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 2001 barely uh, uh, you know nine months after uh, rajmata's death uh, mother of sindhya also died in an air crash so it, it was a big uh, tragedy i have interacted with all of them and uh, mother of sindhya's sisters they call him bhaiya they still miss him greatly Uh, you also gave a very cute little an- anecdote in, in in the in the book, which I especially liked, because uh, whenever there was a, a, a conflict of interest in terms of family members competing with each other, whichever Sindhya would be uh, campaigning in a particular area would just fold their hands and say, "Mary is a traklena," which is a very enigmatic statement. So, you you said that the electorate used to be confused, and what is what is this person trying to tell us? Should we vote for their family member or should we vote for the party? <laughs> that was quite interesting 
I must compliment you. You picked up a very uh, kind of uh, on the book. I have written in a very nuanced way, but I'll be in this podcast. I'll be very candid. See what Sindhya used to do. They were very kind of uh, intelligent people, and they would issue an appeal from uh, Mahal, from the uh, from the palace, that you know, vote for a person who belongs to that palace, that whichever political side they were in, and they used to say that uh, you know, vote for Mahal. So that was a kind of signal to the voters that. Uh, Vote for if Madhav was contesting as a Congress nominee. Vote for him if Rajmata Sindhya or Masundra or Yashodhara Rajesh Sindhya uh, fighting as BJP nominees. Vote for them. And I think they did not campaign, but the odd exception of 1984 when uh, Madhav Sindhya was pitted against uh, Atal Bihari Bajpayee. Atal Bihari Bajpayee lost. At that time, Rajmata felt that it was her duty to support. Uh, 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 Atal Bihari Bajpayee and to under when uh, Narendra Modi's uh, era came in 2014 and 19, then also the uh, you know one Sindhya was expected to campaign against uh, another Sindhya. There was no uh, going back. So, uh, but the Sindhyas uh, used their kind of. Uh, past and uh, the kind of glory and that kind of affection the kind of authority they had in that gwalior region uh, in a very intelligent way they would not uh, uh, they would say that we are a jan sevak we are people's representative or you know uh, uh, modest workers but a certain message would go uh, with the entire ecosystem that vote for that uh, for uh, palace so no sindhya barring uh, i think vasundra lost once from wind and other time uh, uh, of course mother uh, jyotiraditya sindhya lost in 2019 but generally the electoral record of sindhyas in madhya pradesh in their erstwhile uh, you know kind of uh, empire remain intact they always won well uh, there are many sindhyas uh, in this uh, you know the next generation and uh, uh, You've also covered a lot of other political dynasties, etc. You know, Indian politics is full of them. Um, do you have a comment on the nature of transfer of political legacy? Because that is always a very fascinating subject. How does the political legacy accrue to one family member and not to another? And what is the case for the Sindhyas, where all of them have had electoral success? I think uh, uh, at one level, this uh, uh, this dynasty culture and democracy, they are. Uh, they don't gel this is a very antithesis of it but in indian context it has made uh, uh, you know a lot of impact uh, and i would say there are many positive aspects of also of their of this dynasty culture uh, no matter how reprehensible it may sound look at representation of you know women in parliament nisula uh, you know and uh, you know you've been covering parliament for uh, i would say a couple of decades now and you may have seen that many of these uh, women representatives are actually they come from this you know dynasties no but and my question has... is uh, not so much about uh, women representation and what is good about a dynasty but about say your you know how do you pass on your particular political legacy or your qualities for which people love you uh, to a particular member of the uh, of your family and not to the other like the past one family you know there is a fight for a political uh, legacy which is going on currently does it go to the son or does it go to the brother so you know how do you kind of yeah yeah so i uh, yes i was coming to it first i wanted to compliment some of these dynasties of uh, providing better representation to women uh, but uh, 
to your question this is very interesting and that's something that you see that how political communication takes place political communication doesn't take place in uh, through the social media much hype social media i am i may be from old school and i have seen that how you know politicians particularly this dynas they use their you know young children when they are campaigning you know jyotiraditya would take his son uh, for campaigning and if jyotiraditya sindhya is going on the eastern side of say gwalior town his son would go on the western side of this thing and they will just not do anything will just make themselves you know visible and do the small act etc and that really helps because it establishes uh, you know some kind of imprint in voters mind and voters actually they decide they knew that you know for instance indira gandhi legacy was with rajiv gandhi uh, uh, rajiv gandhi uh, sonia gandhi rahul gandhi priyanka gandhi not so much with uh, with menika because menika fell out with indira gandhi she fought election but she was seen as someone who's not in spite of being you know bahu and indira gandhi had spent a lot of good time with her uh, sanjay gandhi was very fond of her but somehow the congress minded voter you know rejected so we see that when there is more than one family member in the fray and sometime on the opposite side of the fence uh, voters tend to go with the established leadership and the very they do it so that's what i'm saying that's where some kind of silent you have the thakrees you know you also have the thakrees the cousins thakrees you look at raj thakre i mean he was flamboyant a lot of people thought that you know that bhatija that uh, uh, you know nephew has more potential he than the son but like a very young bal thakre actually precisely but but the, the sun is rising so i'm saying that somewhere you see there is a course correction and mind you there is a whole ecosystem there are thousands of people who i mean political activists uh, you know the fundraisers the resource people that kind of propagandists all of them so that ecosystem also helps establish that uh, you know uh, politics in india is very complex so that messaging that takes place it is it's very layered so many people uh, you know spread that word around and some of voters are convinced so they tend to take uh, you know very right call you look at what happened when this janki ramchandran tried to uh, you know take control of uh, admk after the death of mgr and her political party was you know nowhere it was people could sense it that you know it's jayalalita who has inherited uh, the political leg- legacy of mgr similarly you know lakshmi parvati tried to uh, represent uh, ntr's legacy in andhra politics but it didn't happen it's the bubble that you know went away so i am saying that actually there should be a book on this how you know voters crack this or how uh, you know a one a member of a dynasty is more successful than the other well the sindhia family is full of uh, very strong leaders you know former chief ministers you know establishers of political parties union ministers uh, state ministers etc etc uh, according to you i mean this is a very personal question who do you think is the most fascinating sindhia among them all i think the, if you are talking about present like your lot, choice your choice i think the present uh, lot i think i find vasundhara raje most fascinating there was a lady who you know was married young uh, marriage was not successful and yet she parked herself in rajasthan and mind you rajasthan is one uh, you know state uh, uh, and the many indian states unfortunately where you know it is far more difficult for a you know woman politician to make the cut there is a, some kind of uh, uh you know uh, some certain traditions are there then she went against the tide and as a commoner and 
she fought and she fought a, a very heroic battle within the BJP. Mind you, it was not an easy thing. It was not enough for her to be Rajmata's daughter. Uh, there were many towering leaders uh, were there. Baro Singh Shakhawat was there. Uh, Jaswan Singh was there. I mean, I can go on uh, naming those politicians. And she found her place. And, you know, she would not use AC. She would travel a lot. She would be, you know, using all kind of tricks in the trade. Uh, a lot of hard work. It was not just uh, one hour of performance. I mean, if you're for days together, you're traveling, you're doing padhyatra, you're meeting people, you're uh, uh, going to villages and spending time eating with them, uh, you know, picking a young toddler in uh, your arms. I think it was all very genuine. And so that's how I'm saying she has fought it in a very hard way. I think Mother Rao, it came on a platter. Jyotiraditya also benefited uh, from the family legacy. But, uh, you know, uh, Vasundra, and mind you, you know uh, perhaps better than me, she is still, I mean, uh, fighting uh, very in a very valid manner. Mm -hmm. That is true. That much we know after having covered BJP for so many years. Well, uh, Rashid, this was a fascinating conversation. We've already almost clocked like 25 minutes. I don't know where the time has gone. Uh, for the rest of it, people who have sat through this podcast, this interview, do pick up the book. And I would really like to thank you, Rashid, for this lovely conversation. And I hope your book does well. I know every author wants to hear that. And um, I hope your book does really well. And that will be all from our side in today's podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The Hindu on Books. You can now find The Hindu's podcasts such as In Focus and Parley on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other major platforms. Write to us with comments and feedback at SOCMED4, S-O-C-M-E-D-4 at the rate thehindu.co.in. 